The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Circus right there. Well, you, you told me. I know it's right. weird. Like when I'm like at work and shit, and I'm thinking about stuff that'd be cool for the podcast. It's just like, oh, you think about his monkey noise. I think about like, man, Kyle does a lot of great impersonations. Like, but they're not people. They're sounds. I guess he does great sounds. <laughs> great and sounds. Uh, I, I'm always really excited <laughs> about the Planet of the Apes one, but then it just terrifies me. It's music. I like how you always call it Planet of the Apes. It's just apes. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, he's really... just doing the sound of a monkey. Yeah, and it doesn't even need to be a. Man. And, and also, apparently, a motorcycle. Yeah. I don't know if that picked up on yeah. <laughs> Monkeys can ride motorcycles. They probably could, yeah. All right. I'll and follow that logic. I heard uh, that monkeys were just recently fucking caught meat, start making fire and cooking meat. Wait, okay. I, <laughs> I'm not even... I, I couldn't make that up. So many questions. So, <laughs> someone found a group of monkeys just huddled around a fire, like, cooking something else? No, totally. Like they, found, like, they found, like... They they they've got one monkey on foot on cameras starting a fire and cooking meat, like they're fucked. Being trained to no, no they 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 suggested that monkeys are entering the Stone Age because they've got tools and like they know how to right. fucking start fire. That's fucked, dude. It's the future. Where did you read this? Sorry, <laughs> oh, sorry, Joe Rogan told you that he found some monkeys. He didn't. Find no, them. I know, I know, but he found it online. Whoever runs his sites. Fine. I couldn't make it up. Was it Joe, actually on the podcast, or was it like Joe Rogan Facebook group, which mm-hmm. is probably not actually Joe Rogan? It is. And yes. Okay. <laughs> but no, and, no, it was on the. Um, it was there, but it was on something else as well. I couldn't make this uh, that shit up. I believe it. You couldn't make up monkeys make fire. Your imagination's better than that. You've written things. No, but I, <laughs> <laughs> monkeys and fire. Who would have thought? <laughs> Anyways, what have you been up to this week, Kyle? Um, a lot of shit. Besides monkey proof in your house. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, I heard, I heard they had fire now. You know, putting flames and fighting shit everywhere. No, um, I don't know, man. I, I went to a music festival for a week called Blue Skies. Nice. That was pretty good. I'll get into that a little later. But most recently, gotten another uh, little car accident. Sounds like you're a bad driver. Uh, yeah, well, when I get hit by people both fucking times. And yeah, it was another one of those shit days. Like last time, I think I, my cell phone broke and then I got hit by a car. And this time, I, I had a fever and was trying to go to the doctor and got hit by a car. So I couldn't make that shit up either. Well, come on. Your imagination needs some work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, I don't know. Getting hit by a car sucks ass. Don't bother to use insurance. Try to flee. No, just flee. That's a better way. Even when you when you get hit, if you just like look at your bumper and it's all right, just fucking leave because it's not worth it. Just get back in your car it and drive away. It takes hours. You got to go to the cop station. They take pictures and shit. You deal with some fucking bitch from the insurance agency. It's terrible. 
Fuck. <laughs> just me. flee. Yeah, just, just flee. It, no, yeah, just drive, be, drive I, with him to the bank and be like, 200 bucks, we're done. No, no. He hit me. I didn't even, I told him right away, I don't want money. I'm not going to put it on my insurance. It's a crack on my bumper. The car's fucked from the last hobo that hit me. I don't really need like, anything else, but he's like, oh, we'll just file a police report so that it works for my insurance. Turns out, I don't need to file that police report. He can just do it since it's like going to be on his insurance anyway. And it's like fender benders. It's not like I could have gone on his insurance either. It just goes to mine, which I'm not going to deal with that whole shit anyway. So just don't do it. Pain in the ass. Takes hours and hours. On your third accident, just, just flee. Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to flee. Just going to run. Well, that's kind of what I did the last time that that fucking hobo hit me. Anyway. But what happened? That's like, a like, Kyle story. The hobo hit Kyle. Uh, this Kyle. this nice fella named Wes. Hope he's a listener. He was a <laughs> nice, kind young man. He hit me. He felt bad about it. He knew it was his fuck up. And uh, that was really it. Like Jesus His car was in way worse shape than mine. Because I drive like a big old police car. And it can take a hit in the bumper without too much damage. So. And his was all fucked up. That sucks though. No, it was a fucking shitty So is it, did you fix it? Or is your car just like kind of yeah, dented right a, now? No, it's just got a big old crack on the bumper. Nice. I don't really give a fuck. No, and it's also got a nice sticker <laughs> that says, This damage has been declared to the police. They put a sticker on it. Oh, yeah, with, like, the red tape shit. No, no red tape, just, like, a... So they know not sticker. to pull you over? Like, I don't know what it, it's for. I, I guess it's maybe for if I don't have it fixed and I get hit again, I can't, like, claim that they did double damage or something. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I think it's just to verify, like, you know when people hold the newspaper up in pictures to prove the date, which to me is a plot system. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, right, I, I think it's just because they, they, they then take a picture and it's just not you just taking a picture of some random Joe who's nothing, but it's just like, this so, has been fucking verified by the police when they take that picture and send that picture. Here's thing. something that made no sense to me, right? You go there, and I, I had been on vacation right before this happened, and my insurance slip that I had in my car was expired by four days because I literally just hadn't been home to get the new slip. I have the slip. It's just in game. And so uh, I go to the insurance like place, like the cop shop, and I like uh, I get my dad to take a picture of the one that's at his place. It's the like fresh one that I was like it's expired by four days. And um, I show her that on my phone, and she's like, "Nope, nope, doesn't count." Like she gets really like super defensive about the thing. She's like, "Leave, just come back tomorrow. I won't do anything for you with that, without that." And I'm like, oh, "All right." And then she, this this is what the kicker was for me. But she's like, well, you could just fax it in. She's like, what the fuck do you think a fax is if not a goddamn picture of the fucking insurance <laughs> Like, it's not the real one, bitch. Like, it's the same thing. If you think I'm forging and photoshopping this picture sitting in the fucking lobby at the police station, but I can't forge a fucking fax quick, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. I know, story. man. I had to do a fax at work the other day, and I had no idea what I was doing. And the old guy at front desk tried to make me feel like shit. He's like, what the fuck? You've never done a fax before? So like, no. No. <laughs> so, yeah. This yeah is very, I had that problem at work. I don't to do it. Yeah. That's why you shouldn't so, be on the boat. So, I literally, <laughs> the, the baller move I pulled since she wouldn't take my insurance slip was I called a cop <laughs> on her. She was not a real cop. <laughs> like, so it's like an insurance person that's like hired by the police and insurance agency oh, so, yeah. to do this so i was like hey dad get a cop <laughs> like have him come so a sergeant came and was like yeah like i know him i know he has insurance stop being he, a bitch he's all <laughs> he's all good yeah so it's like that was the end of it so um, let's just let's just get this i just want to throw some facts right here kyle gets hit by a hobo and kyle 
quote unquote please. Uh, and he gets a I second taco fender bender. Again, someone else's fault. And then, uh, Kyle, not Kyle's fault, but he also has friends, sergeants at the police station. Yeah, I had, I had some cops deal with it. So, flee and bribe cops is what Kyle's saying. Yeah, well, I didn't bribe him. I mean, I mean he might get a discount later. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all. I don't know. What you, you do? I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> Jesus. Because <laughs> he's a listener, too. Now, it's some other cop friend that Kyle knows after he hit a guy. I didn't. Well, I didn't hit anybody. I've never hit anybody this ever. In cop. It's on record that he, he didn't hit anybody. It is. It's on record this time. <laughs> but no, I don't Not just two versus three record, but police record. Police record. I have an official point. No, no. Actually, in fairness, it says police record, not fucking nonsense, because it wasn't a police officer that I dealt with, which I thought was the dumbest thing ever. They're like. We're a third-party organization hired by the police. I actually have no legal, like, and it, it's just... No, it's like, literally, it's like a rent-a-secretary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she just fills out a it's form. Like a temp agency. That is just drop-down menus. I could have filled that fucking form out. Also, she had me draw a picture. Oh, I fucking hate pictures. That's the dumbest thing ever. Did it draw a picture? Yeah, I did draw oh, a picture. And then later That's on, amazing. It's like, can you interpret this picture for me? It's like, well, you can't fucking... Well, I just don't understand what you're trying to yeah, do. I would totally do a little comic. Just do like I just I felt like she's drawing a big dick. And it's been like, yeah, he was driving here and he fucked me with this stick. <laughs> the real piss off was he, the guy who hit me, got to leave before me because of this insurance slip nonsense. He got to file his report first. So forty five minutes, he's gone. I'm waiting in the lobby, and in the time I'm waiting in the lobby, another girl who had been there before me, who had the same problem as me, came back with the insurance slip. So she jumped me in line. That took another 45 minutes before I even got to start filing my report. So at this point, I'm just imagining, like, if you're sitting at the police station, the form's, like, half filled out, you just get up and They had my ID. That's what I would have. I would have left. But she's, like, literally, because, like, you come in, they get, you, you give her your entire slip and your identification, out. and she's like, don't leave because I have your ID. Even though she told me that I had to come back in 24 hours, so I, I didn't she, know what to do. So, and you could, she's like, you could have gone up to your police buddy and be like, look, she has an ID, and I guess she doesn't actually have a legal standing here. She's just holding my identification. Well, I, I'm sure I could ask for it, but I was just, I was already in, and I was just defeated at that point. I was just like, accepting the fact that I was not only going to miss, like, my, just going home for two minutes before going to the doctor's, I was also going to miss a doctor's appointment. And then, because of this whole fucking thing, I missed... The doctor's appointment and the doctor's clinic afterwards that I could have gone to. So, it just, I drove again for no reason. It was like about five hours this fender bender took me. And the end result is I have a crack in my fucking bumper that is the same as what it would have been if I just drove away. Fucking first world problems on the fall So, what the hell have you guys been up to? Um, I've been uh, still buying eBay books and uh, it's been pretty fucking. Fulfilling, to be I mean, honest. You're like my dad in the like early 2000s. It's just all about the eBay. Dude, <laughs> I will start dressing like your dad in the early eBay? 2000s. <laughs> well, I, I don't even know if that's... Like, that might be a real question from him. <laughs> Is it on Google? So, like, you guys think I'm stupid, don't you? No, I just think you say stupid shit from time to time. And I'm just surprised by it every time. You don't need to shake your head at me. Apparently. <laughs> Anyways, I fucking recently acquired uh, Yummy Fur number one and uh, Louis Real one to three. 
I, I got the trifecta now up on the wall. I got the Joe Matt number one, Seth number one, Mr. Brown number one. All of their very first comic? Yeah. And like, it's not, so from here on out, like, it's not going to cost too much to the rest. It's just going to be kind of annoying. So I think I might just like contact dealer to try to get like a bulk order with a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Greg, you got to get in on that. Like, I'm sure there's some issues out there that you just want to have. Like, what would you say is something that, like, where are the gaps in your collection right now? The gaps in my collection that I'm actually, like, I get anxiety when I think about it. It's not one that's, like, really collect or anything. That's just, like, comic OCD. Like, I got, you know, I want some Iron Fist comics. Kara Cars. He fucking think of his last name. He's got a fucking weird first name. Kara Cars something. He's doing that Renato Jones comic. He did the Iron Fist series for Marvel. And I ended up picking up, like, I thought it was an ongoing series. And I bought 6 through 12 to find out that it ended at 12. Oh, so you're just missing the first thing. Well, I've now been picking them up randomly, but I don't have 2 to fucking 4 or something. Yeah, those are the kind of, like, well, that's that's fairly fresh. Yeah, but if you did some digging at, like, if if you went to a comic shop in another town, you might be able to find it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but uh, for something like what you're doing, you know, like actually trying to collect something that's worth collecting. Well, there's a finite amount of them. You know, right, like, something like that. I mean, I picked up the issue. I think you got the same one, perhaps, like issue two, three, or four. One of them of called uh, Kingdom Come. I don't have any of that, no. No? Do you remember we saw there was like four of them? No, you, yeah, you, you grabbed a random issue, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice to have all those. Like, some of those would be fucking great. Like, a first edition run of those would probably be... No, for sure. And, like, you could probably get for a decent price, I got, too. I got those really weird... Canadian first edition print fucking things of uh, V for Vendetta. What what do you say Canadian? Is it like specifically? Yeah, it actually said. Pretty sure it actually says Canada print on it, and it was like during this weird phase they were going through where. Does it say printed in Canada or Canadian no. version? No, I think it says printed in Canada. Well, that's different. They used to co- they printed a lot of comics back in the eighties in Canada. Yeah, just because yeah. they were cheaper. Maybe. Oh, there was a press in Montreal that did a lot of uh, comic publishing. Maybe back I'm then. getting these confused because remember we were reading about it, the v, the V for Vendetta shit. It, like the first part of it came out in like a magazine. And well, that, yeah, that it, magazine it, got canceled. Yeah, it was definitely serialized when it first it, came out. Yeah, because everything's in like so like the chapters. comic the comic book format is not the original format. No, yeah, exactly. So, like, I think maybe that's what it was that I got. Like, so, what are, you, are you saying you would like to get those original magazines? Of v well, no, because they don't even finish. Oh, well, I guess that would be worth something, but I don't know. No, I like the ones I have. They are the first, like, they are the first editions of their own, in their own right. You have the full run of V for Vendetta? Yeah, because, like, the series got canceled, I think, on, like, Chapter 7 or something, or Chapter 6, maybe. So, like, the issue stopped. It was, like, four or five years later that the comics came out and picked up where it left off with the originals. So like I think I have first editions. Maybe it was something else I'm thinking of that was the Canadian print. But it actually says it like, might say printed in Canada. But it was some maybe it was something though. And then Adam was telling me that there was like this period in the fucking eighties or something where they started actually like, you know, the dollar dipped and they had to start doing like Canadian versions of shit because they couldn't ship comics in because it was like too much. Um, we're we're suffering that. No, that's right definitely now. a major thing because no, I've seen like on on TV shows and stuff where someone will have an old Tarzan comic from. But they think it's like an original 1930s, but they, they realize it's a, uh-huh. can, a Canadian reprint from the 50s or whatever. You know oh, what okay. I mean? Yeah. So it's just like. It's just like different publishers will do the exact same book. But they'll and call then, it the first edition. And then they'll Canadian. try to make it look the exact same, except in the fine print, 
when you flip open the cover, it'll say right there, like, um, reprint, originally published in, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I didn't know that. It's kind of cool, though. School shitty things about fucking books. Well, that's what's cool about all these books I just got on eBay is that they never did comic reprints of any of these stories. As soon as the comics sold out, they would do the entire run and then publish it as a book. Oh, yeah. And then those books were reprinted many times. I'm pretty sure Louis Riel is on its fourth edition of the book version. Oh, yeah, like the novel version. But I, I love the idea of collecting the original comics. So they comics, never you know? did any reprints of the like, no, newest issues? No, not the, the only thing that out of, except Joe Matt's uh, Peep Show, they did uh, reprints. But that's because those were really early. You know? I think he sold very well back in the day, and that's why they did that. Greg, what have you been up to? Man, you remember that like fucking David Attenborough, BBC World shit? Like the Planet Earth? Planet Earth, yeah. Yeah, you need to like, I remember learning about kangaroos. Okay. And they like dig holes. Okay. Get in the hole and then they spit on themselves. And they literally are trying to not die every day from the heat. heat? Yeah. So you've been doing that? I've been digging holes and spitting on myself every day (laughs) to try to not die from the heat that we're fucking going through right now. We're in a drought, boys. Yeah, we're, 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 we're so like as Canadians right now, we're going through some serious heat up here. Well, at least where we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, like we're not, we're, we're, we don't do well. In the heat like uh, some of our farm boyfriends there. We saw my farm boyfriends there. Your boyfriend? My boyfriends, everybody's. But uh, they're guys, they're friends of mine. Anyway, uh, they're fucking telling that their wells are running dry. Yeah, you know, like it's becoming a real thing. Yeah, there's no hay, too, because it didn't rain enough for... Yeah, it's fucking like, rain your drought. A lot of people that come to my work, they're like, yeah, we don't have enough hay to feed the cows, and cows are going to die off in the winter because we can't feed them. Like, there's no water. For for the newbies out there, like, I'm like a, I'm a part-time framer, full-time box master. <laughs> full-time box master. Uh, <laughs> like Kim Kardashian, kind of. Like, yeah, she does a lot of frames. Well, no, I mean, like... I'm you just, are a lot She like has Kim a nice frame. Like, yeah... I got, I know, yeah. Like a dumb bitch. But, uh, no, I've just been trying to stay alive. But I uh, did go to fucking the Ripley's Aquarium. Oh, yeah? Man. I've never been. I was there, like, I lived in Toronto and they were building oh, it. It was great. So, like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a child. I mean, like, uh, I'm almost 30. My brother is, uh, he just turned 27. And my mom took my brother and I to Toronto to go see a Blue Jays game and then to the Ripley's Aquarium. And, I mean, my mom's known my brother and I smoke weed forever. But we just kind of, like, don't talk about it. And we're in this fucking underground parking lot, and we start walking away from the truck. And my, bro- I look back, and my brother's just like, got the fucking like the suicide door on the truck open, like the third door, mm-hmm. and he's just fucking leaned over in the back seat, just like ripping a, a pipe. And he looks up at me, and he's just like, "You want one?" And my mom looks at us and just kind of like, "This is like the first time that like my mom's just like seen a smoke weed. She's known the whole time, but we were drinking all day, and we're both right here. He's like, "Fuck it." And I look back, and I'm like, "Mom, Justin Trudeau is prime minister now." <laughs> I, walked, I walked over and I just like started smoking weed in front of my mom. And uh, yeah, that was a well, I, I, an experience. Last, last it was. Year. And uh, so they had, yeah, the Ripper's Aquarium was amazing. I was drunk and stoned and uh, couldn't have been better. Last year I went to the Jays games with you and your mom and your brother. And yeah, like the whole time we're walking like to the stadium, Will is like pulling pipes out of his pocket and smoking them. And like doing the whole like as soon as your mom turns away like smoke 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 and then look back like be as innocent as possible and then like hand it to me and I'm not smoking anything and I'm just like it's like I hand it off to Greg and he's doing the same like dodge dance. It was just like yeah man as a rule with my mom like I remember when I was a kid like I fucking I was like 17 or something maybe 16 I'm like smoking cigarettes like I smoke a weed man 
And I remember like I would come home and my mom would leave her cigarettes on the table and I'd like take one cigarette and I'd go upstairs and I'd start smoking weed. And like I wasn't putting toe or anything, but I would just put a cigarette there. And my idea was is that I'd have the cigarette next to the window. And if my mom ever walked in, I would hide the bong and light the cigarette up. Yeah, I, I had a similar. Right, and that was it. Like, I, I smell I, cigarettes smell like mom. Yeah, I was like, no, I'm just smoking a cigarette. You caught, you caught me smoking a cigarette. You know, like, and your yeah. mom wasn't dumb, Greg. She knew what you're doing. So I mean, but I don't know. It was just like, yeah, my mom and I have always had this like, we just don't talk about it kind of policy. Well, speaking of the Blue Jays, did you guys hear that uh, in the next Summer Olympics, baseball is going to be a, an Olympic sport? I did not hear. that. I didn't hear that. No, I got. Fucking wrapped up in all yeah, the Yeah, so um, I, I read for the 2020 Olympic Games uh, taking place in China that uh, baseball, softball, karate, skateboarding, oh. rock climbing, and surfing I heard rock climbing. are going to be Olympic sports. Yeah, Rob was fucking talking about the rock climbing mm. shit, and then we knew about the skateboarding one. But the baseball, that's actually pretty Yeah, cool. I'm excited about that. Man, we get to finally see, like, I want to see them. No, maybe won't perform that. No, no, but I'd like to see, like, the classic, like, America versus fucking Japan. I don't think America will even pull off. It'll be, like, the Dominican Republic or Cuba. It's going to, like... I don't know, <laughs> man. Japan also... It, I you, like, did they not do, like, a trial run for that before? America has a lot of fucking solid boys. No, they do. Yeah, I mean... We're talking about it like they're fucking playing cards. Like, oh, I'll play America, and then you're going to play... Cuba. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, They're not real places. <laughs> well, it'd be weird. Baseball might, like, it, like, te- like teams that aren't normally the greatest... You know, like Cuba, like what? You know, what? How many gold medals they win? Yeah, you know, <laughs> but they might kill it. Like, they think that was it? They were just waiting for like that U.S. embargo on Cuba to end before they were like, no, fuck them. I was <laughs> just fuck them. I was but ta- baseball. No, Cuba will want to play. I was talking to someone today though about surfing being an Olympic sport. How does that work geographically? You know, like say, say Olympics. like an inner no nah, man. They're like in Hawaii a, with a, land, a landlocked oh, country holds the Olympic Games. How do they do a surfing? Or yeah, or a place that just even doesn't necessarily have good waves. Yeah, week. like do they do a, off-site games. I, really I assume that they would do off for surfing. Yeah, immediately as soon as you said that, it's like no, you don't build a surfing arena. You fucking go where there's surfing. Like it doesn't matter where the yeah. Olympics are. But it's surfing even like, is just going to yeah, be. Yeah, but you don't hear about big waves in China. No, well. Oh, but who knows? Maybe yeah, who knows? Like, there might be some spots. And then, like, uh, even like, you know, they do it in Vancouver, but then the uh, the mountain part, like every skiing part, it's like it's in Whistler. It's a little bit away, you know. So in other places, there's similar, got to be similar problems for Winter Olympics, where there maybe just isn't. A great mountain that close yeah. to go to a different place. Who knows how they're going to do it? Um, the big controversial one, at least for me though, is skateboarding being an Olympic sport. That's cool. Right? Well, you call it cool, but the skateboarding community is not pleased with this. Really? Oh yeah, it's basically like it's the anti, the anti price of skateboarding. Right? Yeah, it won't be the great skateboarders that actually take like. No, it, no, it will. It'll, like it'll be the best guys performing. It'll be what street league is doing right now. Which is a... It's, What's it, really... It's like the X Games kind of thing? No, so like... Always it was the X Games that was like the extreme sports competitions. But uh, probably like going on seven years ago now, six, seven years ago, Rob Deerdeck invented the Street League, which is a really cool format for skateboarding where um, it starts with runs and then it's all point-based system where every single trick counts. So, like, if you do a trick, like, your points stack as you skate, and you, like, have so to... Like Tony Hawk? I, almost. It's made... it Like, I'm, I'm a... It's weird, because I really like skateboarding. I don't skateboard, but, like, I watch it like a sport. And the Street League made it even easier 
to just like because you can watch skate videos and be like, oh, that's neat. You know, like that's pretty cool. Well, but when you actually start identifying who the skaters are, you know what I mean? Like it took me a couple of years to learn all the Blue Jays. But now, you know, in a, in a couple of years, yeah, just watching yeah, YouTube yeah. videos and shit, you start learning who these skaters are, and then, like, Street so, League is something you can get behind. Well, it's cool to watch, but basically, it is hated by the underground skateboard community, who will always hate everything that's pop culture, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. They Skateboarding hate, is the counterculture. Well, it was the counterculture. They hate, well, they hate Walmart, they hate West 49, I, they hate all that shit. As a guy, though, that doesn't skateboard, like, I'm, I'm saying, going to say, like, I feel like that there's like a huge gap in skaters between people who are naturally talented and don't try at all and guys who have actually tried. No, but I have a feeling that people um, taking part in the skateboarding competition are going to be the exact same lineup as the street league lineup. Probably. But what's cool about that is it is very multicultural where the United States is obviously very stacked, but Canada, we have Ryan DeCenzo who places top three easily most contests. Uh, Australia has Shane O'Neill, who's the number one contender for sure, and then Brazil and like South America, they're they're insane. You know, it's gonna be something you you can't just think about though, like the first skate like games in the twenty twenty Olympics. You got to think like fucking years from now because it's taken like yeah, the first skateboarders are still alive. You know what I mean? Like this is a new sport. Uh, It's getting smart. It's It's like when snowboarding was brought. It's taken like a, a full generation for skateboarding to be recognized as a sport. That what that means is just like kids in, high, in in elementary school and shit don't have to pick between hockey and football anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like when they say I want to skateboard, no one's gonna be like, "Oh, you fucking stoner!" You know, you're gonna go and like, scratch my car. I hope there's at least multiple events. Like there's the vert, there's the yeah, street, there and then there's there the park. It'll be the same as anything else. You know, like someone who I wants doubt to maybe street, maybe it'll be park, and then it'll be vert. Skateboarding can still be an art and in the street, you know, and it can still be a sport. You know what I mean? Like there's. Well, no, like when, where there's the money other. to be made, people will capitalize, you know. And these guys, they gotta fucking put, they gotta put food. You know what them, we're talking you know? about right now? Oh man, like, there's like, guys that could win an Olympic gold medal that aren't actually that rich of people. You remember? Well, yeah, exactly. Those, those well, like, I mean, a lot of Olympic athletes, not exactly, not really rich people. absolutely. But I mean, it, it definitely would probably revitalize like some interest in skating. Like I remember, it's kind of died down a lot since like Tony Hawk was fucking famous. Well, no, you just have a different perspective. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I yeah, like but I, the mainstream. I, I think it's blowing it's, up a it's bit. On its, it's like it's either plateauing right now or it's on its way up. I, I don't think it's on its way up. It, it might be plateauing, but it's sure. still like it's gone up a notch. You know what I mean? Like if it was at a nine, it's at a ten right now. The scale goes to twelve. <laughs> Baseball's at like an eleven. So we are gonna take a quick break and. Yeah, um, actually, I think what we're going to do now is uh, featuring local artists for our show. Um, we're going to do some cross-promotion uh, featuring local and underground bands. And the first one we're going to feature is a really cool guy that I work with named uh, Doug O'Hanley. And uh, Doug O'Hanley has been making original music for 16 years now. And he graduated from music and digital media in 2013. He's been involved in numerous musical projects in the past, but is currently working on collaboration 25ABY with Colin Sinclair and solo project Games Collide. Games Collide uses live loops to create what he calls pseudo-electro acoustic jazz slash contemporary soundtrack music. Oh, that's a fucking mouthful. Yeah, really. And his philosophy on live performance as an electronic musician is that you should actually be playing as much as possible rather than just bringing samples at the right time. 
I don't have any shows coming up, is what he says, but he's releasing his third Games Collide album at the end of the month and a solo piano album in December. The track we're about to play is titled Ambiguous Part 1, The Allegorhythm by Games Collide from the album Disambiguate. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll be right back. That was Games Collide with Ambiguous Part 1, The Algorithm, from the album Disambiguate. I like The Algorithm. That, that's, well, that's the fun. first time you were just like Al Gore, and then Rhythm. Well, that's how I spelled it out. <laughs> no, no, no like, and then this, I didn't get it at first. I was like, oh yeah, I just making an Al Gore reference. Well, I feel, I figure Al Gore has mad rhythm. But now I get it, The Algorithm. He's a sly guy. I get it, no, I just clever. So, um, since we're just coming off the music thing, I went to Blue Skies. And, uh, I don't know, Greg, you went to Blue Skies one year anyway. 
I had a good time. Yeah. Didn't wear a shirt or shoes yeah. for like four days. Yeah, that's pretty much what the whole festival is. So, like, a, I guess for lack of a better description, folk music festival. Yeah, like folk and bluegrass. Yeah, takes place in uh, the middle of nowhere. Like you would no one would ever find it. Or I guess is there still people just walking around offering mushrooms and brownies to everyone? Oh yeah, that's still a thing. There's still like that's accepted. <laughs> All the people Sharing I go with are the actual security, so like uh I mean it's it's not highly secure by any means. It's uh I mean it's the first year I went for every day of Again, it. Again, Kyle knows the security at the festival. Oh yeah, you know I the you gotta know people. Uh, but anyway, like, <laughs> it's a good time. I went for five days and uh, lived in a tent in the middle of the woods. It was fucking filthy, but amazing. Every night we got hammered, stayed up all night, partied, saw awesome bands, great music. Any, uh, any bands stand out to you? Or are you sober enough to remember any band names? I don't remember a single band name. <laughs> uh, not, not a one. But I mean, honestly, so, any, like, any hot country great. girls? Uh, pardon? Any hot country girls? Are those old, like, Daisy Dukes? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of Daisy Duke shorts there. Uh, no, I just mean, like, singers, like, singer? some hot, like, pretty uh, girls I mean, singing. Yeah, there's plenty of pretty girls singing. I mean, they don't really, they're, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really stand out. Everyone looks so hippie and dirty. Brown. <laughs> brown and Sunburnt and whatever in seventh grade time. Smelly. Yeah. It's like, oh, you didn't shave for the festival. It's like, I no, no, I, shave no one shaves. There's a lot of hairy legs on girls, a lot of hairy armpits. But it was a fantastic time, man. It's like a lot of well, everybody's <laughs> everybody's in good spirits. How many times have you gone now? This is my fifth year. Fifth? Yeah. Holy shit! That's I'm the other than one person we went with this year. Where it was our first year, but uh, I'm the short man on the totem pole there for people going because. Uh, Alex, I think he's been to nine. Lindsay's seven. Kamoli's been there most of his life. I think like mm-hmm. uh, like, like thirty years elite, maybe. Or no, he's only thirty. It does he's probably been like twenty five years. Is there the reason like you guys you know might not know better just because you weren't invited? It's in, it, there's literally a lottery for tickets and it's it, it sells out every year and they don't add more tickets. I, I just have a feeling that I would. I'd have a great time the first night, but after that, I'd want to go home. Well, that's, uh, like, I mean, uh, the last night, I, I had a great time, but the, that morning after, I was fucking beaten. I wanted to get the hell out of there. You do. I can see you, like, yeah, second night, Cody Not gets lost well. in the woods. But you yeah. can totally just come up for the day, like, one day. You can do that. Day passes are easy to get. But, uh, it's like, yeah, doing the five days takes a toll. Definitely my liver hates me right now. <laughs> what was, uh... What's some of the best uh, music festivals you guys have gone to? Well, that was going to be my question, yeah. Well, Blue Skies is the one for me. That's my favorite by far. Yeah? Yeah. What other ones have you gone to, though? Uh, festivals? <laughs> or just, like, big concerts in general? Well, like, I mean, I've been to a few concerts, obviously, but festival-wise, we all, well, at least Cody, you and I grew up going to the Festival of the Islands. <laughs> the classic festival. To be honest, that was as stupid as it was. I saw some good bands there. It's like Great Big C, fucking front row center, yeah, like ten bucks. David Wilcox every year was a jam. I remember He's when a Bearcat. There <laughs> uh, was always like the yeah, Great Big C was always the one. I, I think they played there too. Great Big C. And, but I didn't appreciate it as a kid. No, I, I my parents like I grew up on like Irish East Coast kind of music. I always thought that was cool, and uh, they were a band that I remember listening to their CD. Uh, 
I don't know. There's a fucking there's water on the front of it. <laughs> there's the ocean. So something about the so ocean. There was a great big scene. It was a great big scene on the cover, mm-hmm. and it's just good, good East Coast vibes. I've always loved that kind of like punk style music too, like kind of aggressive, upbeat, fast. Yeah. Good uh, bands. Uh, what about you, Gray? What big festivals are you going to? Uh, well, like in my in my youth, I was like really into metal. So in your youth. So uh, I went to uh, Heavy MTL a couple of times. Nice. Who's headlining that? Man, like, uh, well, Slipknot, Disturbed. That's sick. Uh, Slipknot's dope. It's um, like, whatever, you, you might be growing up now. I have a lot of fun. No, I fucking I love Corey Taylor. That guy is like... Did you guys see System at all? I uh, did not see System. Saw Mudvayne, Five Finger Death Punch. I would actually really like them. I don't know, I still got a soft spot from that all. I saw Godsmack. Those are great, but uh, Cody, when I tell you what the greatest festival of music I've ever gone to is, you're going to hear me answer to this one, and it was the World Finals. That was the most fun I've ever had. Oh shit, man! I I wasn't even thinking of that one. Like, but I, actually, I still have another answer though. The other night though, we were fucking like we got like, you got giddy just talking. We were watching Danny videos like Danny Romano. So YouTube. yeah, me and Greg are really big uh, Danny Romano fans. Like, we're and there's also a member of his band <laughs> named Spencer Burton who. Uh, who also played a show that night. So in Kingston, we have this really beautiful island just 20 minutes away on the ferry. I hate it. Greg hates it. He thinks it's weird. I find it very relaxing. No, it's a nice island. I like it. So you take the ferry out there. There's not much to do, but just sit around, chill out of the water. and Drink at the one bar. Drink at the one bar. But they have a festival there. They used to have a festival there every summer. This year it's not on. Cody, like you've read Progress. You know when he fucking gets That's to, why I like it. That's when he gets to that city and he's like, oh, everyone here's from town, but I'm like, who do you want? And like they're all staring at him. That's what it's like when you go to to Wolfine. You're like, oh, they can all tell they're from Kingston. It's like, no, no, they're actually a fucking weird culturally cult. I don't even care if they're listening. All of those people are from Kingston. Like I, I'm Greg Lozier, and like the guy from Wolfine is listening. Just know that I don't like you. Anyway, <laughs> it's a beautiful life. You brought it up. I, it, it, it's like them and dentists. Fuck. You fucking brought it up, Greg. So that's your favorite festival, eh? From that island you it hate. It is. I love that festival. Why did you like that festival, Greg? Yeah, Daniel Romano. I had a great time there. We got barbecue sauce. From who? Wait, you just bought sauce? Like, so they sauce. gave it to us. They encouraged I went up and asked for a marker. And they so gave I you barbecue Daniel's sauce? Autograph, and she was just like, oh, yeah, here, take a marker. Or let me take a bottle of barbecue sauce. And we, like, uh, we got like five bottles of barbecue sauce. That was a good sauce. We got every it record delicious sauce. We, we spent like fucking 20 minutes looking for Daniel Romano. Greg, you, you did a really bad job of summing up the day. Like, So first off, our favorite band, Daniel Romano, played on the on the main stage. And we thought it was a disappointing concert at the time, but in hindsight, it was fucking amazing. We were front row and center, and it was the full band just rocking the fuck out. And then right after that, we just headed down the local road on the old island. Right down to the Island Grill, this little like uh like, like Riverside uh Riverside Bar. It's one beautiful. Road in Canada. It goes through that. <laughs> and it goes to the Island Grill. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. And uh, that's where Spencer Burton, uh, his fellow musician, uh, played a, his own solo show. Yeah, man. And he gave us the barbecue sauce and signed all our records and stuff. It was a great time. Like when we were sitting at a fucking like by a table looking for Daniel Romano to sign our shit, and like the whole time there's these guys sitting in front of us wearing hoodies. And eventually we were just like, no way. Just like tap the guy on the shoulder, he turns out, looks up at us, and it's like, we've been looking for you forever. It was Daniel, just like hiding there. Like literally sitting right next to us, just hiding. I remember when Spencer played that night, uh, he said into the mic, uh, this one goes out to that drunk guy that uh, asked me to play Death Gold. This one goes out to him. I was like, that's me! <laughs> <laughs> I remember like chasing him down the street, 
and I got a really blurry picture with him, and he's like half my height. I think Justin took the picture. He's he's not really good at it. Well, my my favorite uh, festival I ever went to, I would have to say, was the Ottawa Blues Fest. I can't remember fucking what year, but the day opened with Snoop Dogg mm. playing on stage, and then all I had to do was turn left, and then Primus came on. And I, and I was like, oh man, that's like the best juxtapos- juxtaposition of music of all time. Oh, L- like cool. Snoop Dogg and, Snoop and, the, and then like, like so you're the OG real, and then fucking weirdo. Like you're getting real baked during Snoop Dogg so that you're actually super baked during Primus. Primus. And then fucking Les Claypool came out and he did so fucking well. Like he just fucking played bass by himself for like 10 minutes straight and it was amazing. Then after that, the fucking sun went down, Primus ended, and I went to go see uh, the Whalers, Bob Marley's band. Oh, oh yeah. yeah I remember so, that. like, out of all the, like, I don't know, you kind of play the lottery when you go to Blues Fest, you know what I mean? You have to, like, you have to know what you want to go see, because so, sometimes you when you... with my brother? No, I went with Cameron and a buddy named Greg Joyce. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and it was, a, yeah, it was a really good time, because at big festivals, you have to play the lottery, because sometimes you want to see one band, but that, another band's playing on stage at the exact same time. Yeah, but that day, that people. day worked perfectly for me because there was like twenty five bands playing, but the three ones I wanted to say, I want to see played perfectly in succession. You know, is perfect. That's pretty cool. What about uh, other than festivals? Like, what was uh, your favorite individual band you saw live? Just like for a concert, a show. I don't know. It, it's hard for the the listeners to relate, but there's a local band who is featured in our new promo called The Jollies. And uh, I grew up my entire life loving this punk band from my hometown, but I never listened to them because they broke up. And uh, when I was around 16 years old, there was a big field party at uh, just outside of town. And I went one night, and I was so wasted. I was just hanging out in a tent, like, about uh, like 100 meters away from the main stage where bands were playing all night. Then all of a sudden, I heard this riff, and I was like, who the fuck is playing a Jolly song? Like, that's cheesy as fuck. Then I heard Jay Chismore's vocals start going. I was like, holy shit, I'm actually going to get to hear it. And I fucking ran out, and it was the original lineup. Uh, Jay Chismore, uh, Todd McAlpin, and Jake Aldrich. And fucking I just rocked out, waste as fuck. <laughs> Meanwhile, I talked to them right after they played. I was like, man, how'd you guys pull it off so smooth? They're like, we've been jamming at your house for the last month, Cody. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is that shit about? And it's like, they went behind my back to my mother, who is also a really big fan of punk music and a fan of their band. And uh, they said, can we uh, jam at your house? And like, I was playing music at that time. I had all the equipment, drums, yeah, guitar, yeah. amps, everything. And me, yeah, meanwhile, my one of my favorite punk bands of all time played at my house like 10 times and behind my back. Got, you only ever got to hear them live once. Once, and I was wasting. I highly remember it. I remember when they played, and we were in the tent together, yeah, and so you freaked out and ran out of it. Supposedly, like, my mom would wait for me to leave the house and then call them up and be like, coast is clear, boys, come over to jam. Because they wanted to keep it a secret for the, yeah, for the, the concert show. we put on. But yeah, uh, that was one of my favorites, for sure. Yeah, I remember that. that was so, like, before we were nerds with opinions, we were little punks with beers. <laughs> we always had beer. Yeah, yeah beer and opinions. They were even but it's just like, that. yeah, man. All, I think we were blessed to be naive enough to not realize how lucky we were. I guess to be partying with the bands we idolized, not realizing how insignificant the whole scene was in general. Well, that was one of the best things about getting Aqua. It was like, I don't know. For anyone who knows what punk communities are all about, they've heard of the HCs. 
like the fucking like LAHC, NYHC. Well, yeah. we had GOHC, which was Kananakwe, Ontario Hardcore, which is a small town, uh, like 20 minutes away from where we are right now. It's probably about 5,000 people. A little shitty small town, but you know what? It births a lot of really good angry punk rock music. Man, you know what? You know in Game of Thrones, when they're in uh, a little Mormont there, she gives 66 men. Oh, like, yeah. Each one of them fights like 10 men. Like, I wouldn't give a Game Boy 10 men, but like, on average, I'd say like two and a half if they're really, really drunk. Like, three <laughs> You know, like. Game's tough, boys. Plus two at the pro. Oh, man, the pro. There was like, only 5,000 people there, but we traveled and packed to 50. <laughs> we didn't want to start fighting, yeah. No, what was awesome is, like, we would go to Toronto, like, when I was 15 years old, and we would open up at the shows, but Gandakwe would have a presence at these shows, but I could tell people were watching us. Because, like, we were obnoxious as fuck. We were loudmouth as fuck. But we had fun, you know? And people fed off our energy. Like a gang you can join by just getting Yeah, just being like, oh, yeah. yeah." By not starting a fight. Yeah, that was it. Don't be like a gang member and you're in this gang. We thought, like, I don't know, when we were kids, I think we did think we were in a gang. Like, we were fucking, like, I remember hanging out with, like, well, it's fucking dumb now. But, like, Thomas hanging out with him and thinking that I was, like, the coolest shit in the world hanging out with Tom. Like, yeah, Thomas and then going over and fucking hanging from out. From the have-nots. Yeah, like another the have-nots and going and, like, hanging out with Todd. Might as well be hanging you know, out with, like, like now, Paul something. Yeah, like, now it's, like... the greatest thing in the world. Oh, man, I finally... You know, like I said, yeah, like, just... I don't... I don't yeah, fucking Todd and Thomas being the coolest guys I can think of, you know? But out like, of those old, like, OG bands, who was your favorite, guys? Oh, the Jollies. Yeah, everybody's favorite was the Jollies. Fucking yeah. Jollies, man. I'll, I'll give it a shout-out to my second favorite, Doxy. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? For those of you who don't know, Doxy was Cody. Doxy, that you know what? That's how Cody and I became first friends. Band. Cody and I, we've always been hot shots. Like <laughs> actually, it was destined that Cody and I would fucking live together. Back when I was just a humble but amazing show. Well, I'll tell you the story of Doxy. Like I remember, yeah. is my first punk band of all time, and the the name was based off. It was a complete rip off name in the first place because back in the seventies, there was a punk band in Camelford named Doxy. And they were the best friends of my mom. From Campbellford? From Campbellford. And they were the best friends of my mom, and they grew up on Doxy Street. And so there was this cool old vintage punk band named Doxy. I was like, so I'm just going to rip that off. And so they spelled it D O X S E E. We dropped the S. D O X E E. Doxy, man. Doxy, man. Fucking so we had just, we were just friends, man. We played like Blake Wayne 2 covers and shit. But (laughs) But then we figured out what punk music really was. We got kind of aggressive. And then I remember. I got this uh, message on MySpace one day Fucking from this guy MySpace. named Greg Moser being like, hey, um, I heard about your kids. I heard you're like pretty fucking sick punk kids. rockers. I, I, I hope you did take kids. That's why I'm definitely misquoting him. But he gave us a show at this local venue called the Scarzo, which at the time was the hot spot to like play. CBGBs. That, that was the CBGBs of Kingston. Exactly. No, it totally was, man. To me, like a 14-year-old punk rocker, it was my CBGBs. I felt like I made it. In hindsight, it, it's hilarious that now you're my roommate, and I thought I thought like you were gonna make me famous. <laughs> wow, well, we still might get famous, bro. But no, man, those those were the good old days. So yeah, ignorance is bliss, man. Like, like yeah, fifteen, like sixteen. When I first started smoking weed, up until I was done with punk music, I'm not saying like I'm, I'm no, it wasn't true at the time, but like I'm not fucking throwing on black albums. Actually, that's not true. We might talk to Black Flag after. Some minor threat? Some minor threat, fuck yeah. Man, we're still, it's still there. You know what though? That's what's great. 
This is our most musical episode ever. But fucking from punk music, now we're all about the country. And it's just like, where does one come from? But it's just like country, punk, folk, metal. Something I want to ask you, Greg, is... Uh, is it hard for you to explain to people that you like country music? I just like, because of all the garbage out there? I feel like that maybe I, I have a lucky pass in life. Because a lot of people don't question what I like. No, but you also hang out with a lot of fucking hicks, Greg. No, but man, who would just funny. accept you for like shitty country music? No, man. Yeah. See, I think it's the opposite. It was like those guys were the, the guys that I work with. I'm not saying they're shitty hicks, but I mean, there are a lot of fucking country boys that I work with that just thought that I was a city slicker because I fucking grew up in Kingston. It's like, yeah, you know, fucking big city boys, you know. And then it was just like, yeah, so I can frame and shit. But it was like, oh, I was in a country, and it was like, but actually, Gotham was just being like, fucking George Jones, you know, talking about fucking proper country music making them feel stupid. Like, the shit that they brag about but don't know anything about. Oh, fucking Hank Williams. And then you start talking about Hank Williams and they're just like, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, man. And uh, honestly, it's just like, uh, no more about most fucking hicks about country music. There's a weird thing with, like... I gotta pass. Weird thing with country music where people assume you're just an idiot. Like, uh, that's like a weird stigma to it. Like, people assume, like, like... Oh, he likes country. He must love tractors and four trucks and fuck, man. I hate cars. But but with punk, it was like a different stigma where it was just like, oh, I just assumed he's a dude. Well, I'll tell you right now, my go-to when because like we're young people, young people, in my opinion, with a common sense in their head, should not like country music. Modern country music, in my opinion, oh yeah, like you mean like a high schooler age. Modern country music is garbage, but. I hear people cutting it up all the time, and I always step in. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I love country music, so don't cut it up. But my go-to is always Johnny Cash. Yeah. If I'm going to explain to, like, an ignorant person what I love about country music, I automatically go to Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Because he's, like, the the badass middle ground. He was a punk country man. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Speaking of which, this is a little fucked up. So, like, I, I got a couple presets on the radio in the band. Right, you know, like I, I, there's no tape deck or CD player in the band, like it's just the radio. So I got my presets, and it's like four country stations, and then an alternative station and classic rock station. So like I'm going through all the country stations, and it's just like fucking auto tune, DJ, fucking all this shit, and I hear Johnny Cash on there, and Johnny Cash is playing, and I'm like, all right, I let fucking that play out. It's Hurt off the America album, and then it fucking comes on, and I'm listening to the pop station. Like Johnny, yeah, they'll play her. You know what I mean? That's fucked up. That the like the Johnny Cash is being played on the pop stations, and country really? music isn't like that was on the drive, like alternative rock, I guess. Oh, that's different than the pop. No, stuff. but I mean, it's not in that vein. I understand what he's saying. No, but like Johnny Cash isn't playing on fucking country stations. Is playing on like the t- you know the top chart station. You know, like they do their fucking top forty countdown. They also do the nineties at nine, which is what I'm into. I mean. Oh, we all grew up in the 90s. Yeah, we love the like, 90s. Come on. I mean, I've like, become the coolest person in the world in the 90s. Come on. It's like, have you guys ever heard of the gorillas? Hey? Eh? You guys know who, uh... Yeah, but... All right, well, I got a question for you boys, and I think it's really good since Greg's super stoned right now. <laughs> so, you guys just got caught for every gross thing you've ever done in your life. Oh, wait, wait. Okay. All right, I'll let you finish. Go ahead. You're on death row. You're about to go out. Wait, is what I... Just fucking it? listen to me. Okay, you're on death row. You got caught for doing all your nasty shit you've ever done. I wouldn't put me on death row. Yeah, yeah man, I got nothing that's put me on death row. My <laughs> yeah, like... Just I didn't listen. murder someone. <laughs> just listen to me. All right, okay. all right, all right. 
You're about to go out, and the guard comes up to you. You, you developed a great relationship with this guy. He's he's pretty. He's fine. He's the cool guy. You like this guy? He's like. So what's the last meal, boys? You get an appetizer, a main course, and a dessert, and any beverage of your liking. What do you get? Okay. You're about to go out. I still am confused as to why I'm on death row. It's hypothetical. Right. No. After just like a fit of passion where I beat Cody to death because I didn't understand his question, it lands me on death row. All right. So I you were beating off some dirty porn. Okay. No, <laughs> I, 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 I kept, you know, like those things where you're just like, tell me the answer. And I'm like shaking Cody and his head's like smashing <laughs> off the ground. Just tell me. And anyway, I mean, I'm on death row. I got it. It's weird. So, oh man. So what are you drinking? They're bringing you the drink. Thing. I'm gonna die. There's I'm... only one. Well, you can have multiple of the same one. You have like two of the same one because it's a long meal. I'm gonna have a big meal, so like I get like. I'm gonna have scotch. I'm bringing scotch. what? Yeah. You want scotch, eh? So we'll give you two ounces of scotch because it's your last one. Yeah, I'm gonna think. What kind of scotch would you go with? Oh, if it's your last man. scotch, you can choose man. any scotch. Oh man, then I gotta go really, really high end. I'm sure you don't even know how. Yeah, scotch I've never you. had <laughs> great scotches. You know? No, you don't want to. Like you gambling on your last, your last yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, gambling on my last one. No, alright, go on. Yeah, well, you want some expensive you shit? You get like some fifty-year-old something. Or the shit that uh, Ron Swanson's always talking about. Lagavulin. It smells disgusting. I serve it at my work. Yeah, it smells like the shit you spray on your throat when you have a sore throat. Lagavulin isn't my go-to, but I mean it is a a pretty good high-end scotch, but. I'm doing like dirty bar rail. Give me the Seagrams. <laughs> like I want a bottle of a like shot of Seagrams. Uh, okay, we'll give you two. We'll give you two. That's it. The bottle. No, of no. Shot you of know what? The, that's the what work. you get. Yeah. That's actually it. A bottle too. Like having a pint. You just want a bottle. Pint You want a glass? Like a prison. You have to worry about being hung over. I, I, I just mean like it might be flat or something. Like a bottle, I get to open. Prison, a prison pint would be gross. Yeah, yeah right. you know what I'm saying. Like, well, it's gonna be a spread. It's what you want, right? I mean, they're not. It's you're not getting no, the you, you, you know what? what you want. No, but they might not give me a glass bottle, but they might give me one of those like uh, you know those little shitty fucking tin cans that have the aluminum lid though, that you like twist off. Oh, it's my last dinner. I'm getting a bottle of bud. The bottle. So if we're getting two drinks, I think my first one would be like the modest amounts. A chocolate milk. Chocolate milk. Like a little one? or the No, like a glass of chocolate milk and I would just fucking chug it. Because I love chugging chocolate milk. I get euphoria. Oh, boys. <laughs> you, okay. And then I would have a tank house. All right. That's fair. Which is a very hoppy beer from up here in Canada. It tastes like pennies and cut grass. It does taste like pennies and cut grass. So grass what's the appetizer, boys? Well, go ahead. I, I, I'm lactose intolerant. So no chocolate milk for no, you? No, fuck that. Like, all my final meal was, like, so my appetizer, like, all right, just like a cheese fucking platter. You're just going to eat all the cheese. You're going to die before the election. Oh, man, like, I'll cheese. die. And when I die, it's like, they'll be like, oh, shit, because, like, I'm going to be turning to <laughs> shit everywhere. <laughs> like, I mean, it, like, I want one of every cheese. One every cheese. cheese. You, you're you're going to kid them, and you're going to kill yourself. I want like, one yeah. of every cheese as an appetizer. I want shit I've never even heard of. Like, I want, like, smelly, wet cheese. Like, I want to eat it with a spoon. Like, something, like, you know, like, I can't even cut it. Like, they're just like, oh, here's, like, a little fucking spoon of cheese. <laughs> what about you, Kyle? Man, it's tough. If I, so, I, I, get, I get an app. All right, I get, well, I, I, get I, I, got, I got mine. So, my app would be a half-pound muscles, half-pound chipotles. That's my app. 
Not, I mean, all day long. Wings, wings and muscles, all day long. We were actually sitting, like, My, like, could we also assume that we're on death row together? Yeah, we're right yeah, in this building. Yeah. Like, so oh, we can share? No, no, no sharing. Uh, actually, that's probably one of the rules. No, we did we did this crime together. No sharing, though. Well, that makes sense. They were like, last meal, no sharing. The crime is this podcast. So what would you get for your app, though? I'm going to go with nachos. Nachos is my With app, chicken? Right? I, no, I, yeah, I, at least get no, chicken no, on it. No, I'm going to go with shrimp. The whole time we're placing our orders... Because I want, I wanted to get some cocktail. Imagine staring death in the face. And eating this. No, but that's like our thing, you know. It's like okay, and then we're going main course, boys. What are you doing? Steak. Surf and turf or something. Well, can I get surf and turf? Yeah, then, yeah that's the dream. Lobster. So I want steak and lobster. Yeah, that's the way to go. See, nice. I man, the other day I had rack of lamb and it blew my mind. So good. So I want I mean, that. Never I want that rack of lamb yeah. with that with that au jus. Some au jus. Oh, au jus yeah. is a good call. Huh? Peppercorn au jus. Au jus and then a the nice garlic butter dipping sauce. Oh my god. What about you, Greg? I'm going like a deep, 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 deep dish. Triple, quadruple cheese pizza. So like Chicago style pizza? Chicago style pizza. Like, I want... You want all the cheese. I want all the cheese. Well, you cheese like, if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna go out like hard. Yeah, like, well that makes sense for him. He doesn't get to eat it. I'm gonna like, eat that shit with a spoon. And honestly, we used to joke about it, Kyle. Like, I think, I don't know, probably after, like, a little bit of sunshine that we were all just going to, like, do heroin before we died. Maybe it was train spotting, I don't know. Oh, know. no, that's definitely been an ongoing thing. Like, yeah, you get know, old, like, you make like it past 80, you get, like, heroin. But it's like, no, fuck <laughs> it, man. Like, fuck heroin. I bet y'all have way more fun than cheese. Like, I want to create, <laughs> like, a drug-induced euphoria that my body produces from, like, from just eating cheese. Like, I want to die. And it'll be like, I'm shit. This sounds myself. horrible, Greg, but I would love to see you die from cheese. Like, I'm I would hold like your hand. sweating, like, wiping my brow with, like, garlic bread and cheese. <laughs> he loves it a lot. Garlic bread, though. Oh, shit, I want some garlic bread in that. Well, okay, oh, yeah. yeah, no, so deep dish pizza, I want, like, a fucking poutine and garlic bread. Oh, no, so that's, that's greedy, man. No, but it's, yeah. like, one slice of pizza. Like, if I get the poutine... Only one slice? No, wait, no. I want a whole bite. If I get pizza... Eat the entire pizza. pizza. But if I get the poutine and the fucking garlic bread at the same time... I can't You're about to die. Die with a full stomach. If they'll give me the full pizza. You said I couldn't have all three. I'm just saying, like, I go... Yeah, but just don't go crazy. No. You're about to die. Yeah. Be modest. Oh, there's no modesty yeah, in no. any of this. I'm like, I'm like I need a bigger pair of pants. Can you hold my shirt? Can I get a towel? I'm getting sweaty. Fuck that, man. I'm going full nude when I die. Stripping right down. Give me all that beard. I'm completely naked. All right. While Kyle's getting full nude, we're going to play a well, little... What dessert? Oh, no. You're right. I fuck, forgot what... Okay, so fuck the ad. We got the dessert. Sorry, man. No, you're, you're right. You're right. What is... Okay, so mine is a uh, Oreo McClurry. All right. I went Oreo Blizzard. <laughs> I love it. So I'm going... Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, love I love that, that shit, man. Yeah, I'm going apple pie with cheese melted on it and ice cream. Speaking of blizzards, did you hear that McDonald's changed from Smarties to yeah, M&M's? Yeah, it's fucking dumb. And uh-huh. it... Yeah. Later, well, I guess Smarties is a thing worldwide, right? It's the worst fucking shit of all time. Oh, it's weird because, no. like, no, Smarties in the States are like rockets here. Yeah. Rockets are a Canadian thing? Yeah. The, or, no, yeah, rockets are Canadian, and what we call Smarties are rockets. Oh, so there. for all of our American listeners, rockets are the shit, and you yeah, should man. find some rockets. Well, no, well, as you so know, know what they Google, are, Google they're Smarties, Smarties there. Fucking but here, Smarties oh, are like M&M's. Are, like we, here, but as a country, are we supposed to be hating on Nestle right now? Because they want, they want our water. They, yeah, Nestle's a fucking... But Smarties, oh, Nestle, Smarties, so this is Nestle's product. Anyways, we're getting way too political right now. <laughs> <Way more. laughs> we
Hey, this is Craig Wade and Brian Allen Delaney from B Movies and Ebooks, a podcast about cult and horror films and genre fiction. You can catch new episodes on iTunes and Stitcher every Wednesday, or you can watch us live on Blab.im Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Central. B Movies and Ebooks. We bleed fiction. All right, we're back. So, uh, I've been playing a game that we talked about a few weeks ago, Cody, because you were playing it. Hyper Light Drifter. Yes, sir. It just came out on PlayStation 4, like, a, in the last week or so. So I downloaded it a couple nights ago. I was pumped. I've been pumped for this game for a while. Like, I've been trailer's, following it. The trailer's beautiful. Uh, gorgeous, gorgeous pixel, pixel art. I love it. It, it looks... Too good. There's a really good Vice special about it. Have you watched that? No, I have not watched the Vice special. But, like, uh, you told me about it. And I've been, me and my brother have both been super hyped for this game. So, I was waiting. Like, it came out on PC, and I was like, no, I'll wait until it comes out on PS4 because I know it'll play it better than my PC will. And I bought it the other day. Got it pretty cheap. It was only 15 bucks. Not bad. Modest price. I've played it probably for about two hours now, which isn't that much, but I mean, it's only supposed to be about an eight hour long game. I gotta say, I'm disappointed. Yeah. I overhyped this game for, for myself. For sure. I got, I got playing it, I just got lost instantly. It made me feel like I was playing an old Zelda game that like gave you no direction, something like that. Yeah, yeah. well, I get that that's supposed to be what they're going for, but... In the old Zelda games, I still knew where I was supposed to be going. And I, this well, no, you, you do still know where you're supposed to be going in this one. It just gets yeah, hard as fuck. I, yeah, it's hard, but none of it is fun hard. It's just a pain in the ass hard right now. And I'm not going to give up. I'm, I'm going to keep going. Well, you don't feel like you're gradually becoming stronger in the no, game. No, I feel like I've gotten worse. So, I, how, how, I don't know, how would we sum it up? So, it's like it looks like an old school arcade game. Like, top down, kind of Pixel action. Art. And it, it's pixel art in the, the way that, like, no old Like, you have, like, three attacks. Like you have a gun. You have a sword. I, I, I would define it as, like, zone. Oh, yeah. No, you know what? I remember watching the video. It was all, like, pink and green. Yes, it's very yeah, neon. Yeah. Really, yeah, neon colors. Hyper. What do you call it? Hyper something? It's hyper colors. Like, yeah. Hyper light drifter. But what's nice is I watched the Vice special about this game. And um, the entire time you play as this character, you know no story because there's no language used in the game. There's, yeah. Like, but... The entire time your character is coughing up blood. Yeah, he's sick. And you just assume that he's sick. And I watched the Vice special, and the creator of the game has a very severe heart condition. Yeah, the name and of the he, developer is called Heart Machine. Yeah, and he, well, he developed it. Like the story's kind of about himself, where like he was scared that at any time he could die. So like That's he he put the, all he could into this one video game, almost thinking that this would be the last thing he ever did. And I will say, this is the best looking pixel art in any game ever. I would relate it to... Like, um, it is ridiculous. So, I, I would call the, the visuals almost Fez meets almost uh, the second Zelda game. Like, uh, or... Second, a Link to the Past. I'm thinking of Link to the Past. Yeah. Not necessarily Second Zelda. Uh, yeah, but, but, but like, Fez meets Link to the Past, you know? Yeah, I, I, I'd say it's it's like that. And it, but I mean, he does stuff with depth in it that... I've never seen really pulled off the way they do in pixel art. Like he, it's amazingly beautiful, and I, I would say like pixel art wise, untouched in how pretty this game is. It's amazing one, but I'm fucking confused in this game. Like, and I think that maybe that's what he was going for, but I just see don't where in the witness there was lack of language. I found that beautiful. In this, I found it unrewarding. 
Yeah, or even in feds, like I found like in feds, I, in feds, like I lost the exact same way. I felt like there were too many options, and, yeah. and it was overwhelming. Yeah, that's kind of. I just feel overwhelmed. Right you don't know which way is the right way to go, and you get so far, and you spend so much time that yeah, by the end of it, a little overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I I got nothing on these and topics. The, and the thing yeah. that uh, sucks in it though, like that I don't like, is like I go so you know the game event essentially gives you four directions to go in, and no telling of which one's right or wrong. So you head off on one, and it's not like upgrades for your person are plentiful. They're pretty few and far between. So I, I'm not even if I head off and I feel like I got pretty far in that area but got lost or don't know where to go, I don't feel like I've gotten more powerful. Like I, I've been playing for quite a bit, and I've only upgraded one thing. Yeah, I, I upgraded my gun or whatever. And, and I feel like it's a game that you need to put in dedication to, like an old arcade game. Yeah. Where I you need like to die a million times to beat it. Yeah, but I play games like that. Like, we've talked about in the show. Like, I love Dark Souls and those games, and that's all about dying. You'll die hundreds of times the first time trying to play that game. But each time you did it, you learned why you died. Like what mistake you made? Well, it's the and same way. It's just way simplistic, though. No, it's really it's it's almost identically kind of like laid out the way Dark Souls is, and then you can go in a lot of directions. But in Dark Souls, they'll tell you, "Hey, you can go up or down at the start." Well, what, what's five what? minutes into going down, you're gonna realize you can't go down. You gotta go up. Well, what's good about this game though is you enter an area and you start off by fighting blobs, and you're like, "Oh well, press." You, it doesn't tell you what button to press, but you figure out which button to press to kill them. Mm. Next next area you go to, there's something bigger. And you're like, well, fuck that. You go back. You're like, I'm not ready for that shit. Then you go up and you figure out how to kill them. And then you just progress that way and you teach yourself how to play the game, which is pretty awesome. No, I think that, uh, that you're wrong in this part. And this, this game fucks up there. All right. Yeah. No, no. It fucks up there because you go and, you, like you said, you see one enemy and you're like oh i swing my sword and i kill him and then the next one is like two enemies and then the next one is like six or seven or waves of enemies and i kill them because i feel like oh i have a basic understanding how this goes but that same thing happens in the first stage all four directions yeah and that makes me feel like i can go in any direction you can though and that's why you get lost can't because eventually you do get far enough in one of those directions where you're like, no, like now they're throwing like thirty of these bitches at my face. And every time you and find I an, can't do it. There's underground areas where it's just like, well, I don't even want it out of this the map. The map's yeah. big enough as it is. Yeah, and, and none of it leads the right way. Where like something like Dark Souls, they'll they'll give you the four directions to go in those, but one of them's gonna be like, no, I clearly it takes me twenty minutes to kill the first enemy in this area. And the next one, like, maybe I kill two when I get to the next area, and I'm like, nope, doesn't work that way. And then there's the one where I'm like, if I really try, I can get through this. And you work that up, and you realize, oh, this game's a bitch, and it wants to kill me a bunch, and I understand that because I've been in all these directions. Yeah, like... But this game just feels like I could go anywhere, and none of them are really viable at all. Like, I just can't... No, it definitely feels like a game with a lack of direction, and... I would say it was a lot down. You'd say it was a lot down? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm let down. It's only on by... On the scale. I'm not done yet. I'm, I'm well, not gonna I, I was going to ask you, Greg, what, what's the most recent game you've played lately? Or what game? Yeah, have you been not playing games since Uncharted? No, I guess not. Um, uh, no, well, we played that fucking coming home game. Gone home. <laughs> I love how you still <laughs> fuck that up. <laughs> 
But uh, you just installed Neverwinter, or ne- Never Nights? Neverwinter, Never Winter, Never Winter. Winter. Dungeons and Dragons, I don't know. I, uh, it's pretty fun. Yeah, I kind of want to play that. Uh, uh, unfortunately, yeah. I took your thing, but you probably have to pay to make a new character. But if you want to erase my character, you can do it. Nah, no, you, you, uh, you can still do it. Just, you, you have that other account on uh, the login. Uh, never mind, it's off my stuff. I'll tell you how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> We're ignorant. But I would, uh, like, uh, I'm curious, not just necessarily what, necessarily what you've been playing recently, but is there any a game you were ever really excited for that when you played it you were disappointed about? You're not a man known for being disappointed about things. Now, if I get excited about something, I mean, yeah, like, Nothing's going to disappoint me on that. You know, I I, uh, I choose carefully. Like I, like I said, I'm a fanboy. So I'm sure that like, critics, reviews, and shit Maybe not are going to yeah. dis- disappoint me. Like I mean, I I get excited. You know, you you see all those other little fucking emotional posts. You know, where it's just like, oh, follow what you love, and like make a list of things that make you happy. Compare that to things that are in your life. That's everything like, in your life. That is yeah. everything. That's my life. It's like I it literally. It's like what I love is all I do, and I mean. Yeah, I mean, fucking Batman, Dawn of Justice. It's like you just said, or Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. It's like, well, there was like two of my fucking favorite words in there. It's like, you know, uh, no, I mean, I get excited for things that I'm, I'm excited about. Like, yeah, Uncharted. Have you ever uh, been disappointed? Answer this fucking question. No, uh, no, not really. Like, I, I mean, I think I moderate my fucking expectations. What about Battlefront? Like, you're a fan of the game, but I mean, uh, well, it doesn't have single player. And... I mean, yes and no, because I, uh, I'm i not a huge gamer, and I got everything out of Battlefront that I wanted, which was to own it, for one. That made me happy. It's you know, <laughs> juvenile, but it was like, oh, a Star Wars game? Okay, I own it. I got it. That made me happy. Um, I like just playing it as for as little as I play it. That game can't disappoint me. I mean, I can understand how proper people would disappoint in that game. Like, don't get me wrong. If I if I was a huge gamer, that game would piss me off. You know, and I even just heard now, Kyle, you could probably comment more on this, that the fan-made game that they were going to try to make oh, just got shut free. down. Well, actually, well, in fairness, they got the interview with Disney uh, executives, and that game will continue. It just won't have Star Wars. So it was, uh, I think, called originally uh, Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, Galaxy in Turmoil or something like that. that yeah, that's and now th- they're going to get rid of the Star Wars license, take out the definitely Star Wars parts of it, and re-release that game. And now, well, but, but that, see, but again, that could make some people happy, but wasn't the point though to be playing a Star Wars game. It was supposed to be playing Battlefront Three, the you game know, that like, we was so close to finish that we almost all got to play it, and it got canceled. I mean, uh, yeah, no. I've been playing some Magic Cards. Right. You're disappointed by Magic Cards, have No. Alright. No. I mean, uh, the, the last time I was disappointed and it changed my life was uh, Inception. Oh. And uh, I well, that he asked about fucking video. No, but, you know, and he's not, I, I'll accept Inception. And me, since but. then, I mean, I've just been really ready <laughs> for Christopher Nolan to disappoint you. And uh, Kyle, have you speaking of Inception? Cody, I acknowledged at least that I wasn't. You know, he he acknowledged it. Have you seen uh, the trailer for for Doctor Strange yet? Yeah. That movie just based on trailers. So anyone who cares to watch the trailer for Inception, then watch the trailer for Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. and then uh, just see which movie lied to you more based on trailers. I mean, uh, Inception 
everything that I wanted to see in the Inception, I guess I, I basically I saw the trailer. I hope I think You've it was not seen. Scene. Yeah, okay. In yeah. Doctor Strange, it's the Rolling Cities. It was the scenes where the cities are rolling up. Like, over and you yeah, and uh, Inception's plot fucked that. Like that was a great visual, and the plot to Inception fucked that up. I think Doctor Strange though, you can't fuck it. You can't, I mean, it's a magic. It's magic. Your city's rolling in on each other. If you guys fuck this up, like I swear to God, I'll. Uh, I'll be sad, I guess. I was going to say I'll do something reckless. Disappointing, Greg, for the first time since 2008. Well, I mean, I built it up, and that's like my folly. I felt like I, I, I felt safe. I said 2008. Inception was probably lower than that. I don't know. 2009? 2008. No, that's not right. Neo was still Anyway, Cody, is there another movie, or game, sorry, that you were disappointed by? I won't even touch <laughs> the Inception thing. It's like a whole thing for us. Well, I remember uh, around the time we first got Netflix, I was hard on the documentaries they had on there. Especially the Netflix original documentaries, because there's some really good ones. But the one in particular was Indie Game, the documentary. Oh, Indie Game, the movie? Yeah, and it was... Are you okay? That's what it's called. Uh, yeah, I'm good. This is why it's called 2 versus 3. It was just like, oh, yeah, no, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. I just, but go on. I just want you to know and everyone who's listening. Anyways... Yeah, I saw that, and I, I fell in love with the idea of indie games and all that, and they showed the creator, Fez, and although I thought he was a complete fucking douchebag, I thought his game looked beautiful, and I, although the entire documentary they talked about all the bugs that game had, I was like, man, this game's been out for years, I'll buy it off Steam. I fucking bought it off Steam, and it crashed on me in like the first five minutes. I was like, holy shit. Is, I'm gonna sound stupid now, but, uh. Like, is Steam like an iTunes for games? Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair way to describe yeah, it. Yeah, like, or like, you it's know. A, like, it's like an online store, basically. And like, kind of like the PlayStation Network or College of like, or something. Yeah, like, they exactly, offer like yeah. cheap, cheap fucking games all of a sudden, you know, like. Yeah, no, yeah, you no have a handle on Steam no, already. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, no, I don't play. Totally. Like, it's like the Amazon games. Like I, don't, like, I remember back in the day, like, fucking pirating games and shit. But, like, I will say this out now I'll pirate shit until it's easier to pay for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's when paying for things is easier. That's easier, but that's how every PC gamer felt until Steam. Yeah, no, and I, I, I get that. It's like, you know, and now they do their summer sales where they reduce games by ninety yeah. percent. But they're still making money because it costs them nothing. nothing. Yeah, that's kind of just yeah. It's like how much does digital files cost? Nothing. It's all just like <laughs> web hosting. Yeah, yeah. And they're definitely making yeah, that back. Cool, though. That's neat. But yeah, anyways, Fez, it, I was let down by the bugs and. um it was definitely too open world. It was very similar to Hyperlight Drifter in the sense where I didn't know where to go. There was too many There's options. Direction, yeah. And yeah, I got way too overwhelmed. And I expected it to be like one of those uh, mainline indie games. Where now I would consider them like uh, Hala Miami, uh, The Witness, Braid. Yeah. It seems like indie games is becoming like a... Like a mainstream category. It makes, now it makes like, less and less sense. Every yeah, day. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> when, when indie becomes a category that you could go, like, you. So the same with indie you, rock. No, I well, know. Even, yeah, perfect yeah. example is you wrote the review for B&E of um, Unravel, mm. which mm. is seems through and through and would be described as an indie game that was paid for and published by EA Entertainment. Yeah, so but at the same time, made by like a team of less than ten people. Exactly. So it doesn't. It's not independent published. It's not independent developed. But that's you know, it's just it, indie. It's like the same music where indie, the spirit is like, oh well, it's like a small group of people or a small team doing this thing. Yeah, but marketing and putting money behind something is way different than a small team creating it. 
Okay. Where when well, Grand yeah. Theft Auto is made, there's over 100 people making that game. Oh, uh, yeah. hundred. Jesus. At this point, man. The Assassin's Creed games are made by thousands. So, like, they have four or five large development teams working on those games 24 hours. Like, literally, the sun sets in one place and rises in another, so the game is never not in development. It's like, pretty it's, badass. Yeah. yeah, that's global fucking game. Bro. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, this has been uh, episode 19. Yeah, next episode, we're going to do our second versus 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 episode. Yeah. I think this one's going to be hosted by Gray. It's going to be classic. It's going to be a <laughs> bunch of stupid questions. I mean, Kyle and Nancy Marlon is probably going to be pretty hilarious. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I hope so. I'm excited. <laughs> At least we made it this far, right? Yeah. We've all, so uh, speaking of, like, if that'll be episode 20, I think Kyle... On episode 420. Yeah. Kyle will get big as fuck with this. You know what? We may get to 420 and I'll make that promise See, now. That's, that's what I wanted. 400 more episodes. No, exactly. That's all I wanted. Locked like, in. So yeah, like Cody. 10 years from now. Cody. So, yeah. But that's the thing, right? You start getting people to make commitments to things and they're like, oh, they're, oh yeah, I'll fucking I'll be there. But it's just like, yeah. Who knows where Kyle's going to be in life? We keep doing it over Skype because we get so distant. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, man, whatever. Future, like, we're all old and shit. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, so, um, <laughs> follow us on Twitter at 2versus3 or on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash users, users slash 2versus3. Yeah, and also make sure to uh, go to www bmovies and ebooks yeah, I was gonna say that. don't forget the www because if you search it otherwise it won't come up that's not true at all because that's not how yeah, but keep it school, guys. <laughs> so if you google B and E voice you'll find out about a breaking and entering crime <laughs> well, I, go to bmovies and ebooks.com or bmoviespod.com and be sure to check out the other great podcasts on bmovies and ebooks.com like long box small talk Basement on a Hill, Steamy, Talking City, all that fantastic stuff. Hey, fantastic nice. stuff. <laughs> anyway, so I've been Kyle. <laughs> I've been, but I was always Kyle. Well, you were fucking... And sometimes I'm Cody O. Yeah, and for the most part, I'm Greg. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys.